What's up, guys? You found the intro episode to The Polygraph. If you don't want to hear me ramble on about myself for 10 minutes, feel free to skip ahead to episode one or any of the other episodes currently available. For those of you that do, I'm just going to hop right into it. So what is The Polygraph? The aim of this podcast is to filter through the weekly political news cycle and really showcase a lot of the distortions and the hypocrisies that you find so often in politics and in the media. In the technical sense, basically I'm going to play you something that I thought was interesting in the past week, and then I'll break it down and try to shed some light on what the person said or didn't say that I thought was either dishonest or was leaving out some important information. Simple enough. I thought long and hard about how I wanted to market this podcast. Is this going to be a facts-only show where I bring you only research, or is this going to be a political commentary where... I break down my thoughts and feelings about current political events. I might lean more to one side or the other as time goes on, considering I'm still trying to feel out what works best for me. At this point, I've decided it's going to be somewhere in the middle. One of the reasons I decided against branding this as a strictly fact-checking podcast is because I think ideas are also very important, much more important than I think people realize. I think ideas are what change the world, for better or for worse, even more than the facts do sometimes, again, for better or for worse. So I'll do the research and gain as much context and information as I can, and then I'll present it to you and give you my thoughts on that as well. In doing that, this podcast will allow me to do three things for you. One, I'll try to give you as much of the relevant research as I can, as I understand it. Two, I'll give you my honest take on the research. If I think something really needs to be said, I will give you my honest opinion and try to make the case for that opinion. Three, I'll do my best to separate those two things for you. If all goes well, you'll know when I'm relaying the data, and you'll know when I'm sharing my own point of view. The ratio between commentary and fact delivery could definitely change in the future. As I said, I'm still kind of feeling out what I'm most comfortable with, but I'll always try to do those three things. So a little bit about myself. My name is Ryan Tavares. I'm a 90s kid that lives in Ontario, Canada. Yes, I am Canadian, ranting on American politics. If you're wondering why I pay more attention to U.S. politics than the politics in my own country, the answer is pretty simple. American politics is much more fun and much more interesting, by a long shot. This idea is thrown around a lot, but I really do think American politics is a lot like watching pro wrestling, in the sense that it's a bunch of fake people putting on a show sometimes. But you watch it and you pay attention anyway because the consequences are actually very real. You can say this about politics in general, but I think this is especially the case for the United States. But that's reason number one. Reason number two, and this speaks to anyone maybe thinking that a Canadian shouldn't be commenting on American politics. I really do believe what happens in the United States affects me far more than what goes on even in my own country. And I think that that's true for a lot of people outside the U.S. that are listening to this as well. The things that happen in the United States with regards to politics and culture is really extremely consequential to the rest of the world, both directly and indirectly. The United States is the largest superpower that has ever existed, and it is the longest-running experiment of the most radical societal structure that has ever been tested. The idea of decentralized power and a completely free society of its scale, had never been tried before at the time when America was born. 
And of course, I'm not saying it was perfect. It was very far from it. But perfection isn't something that you usually find a lot of when you're looking at history. The ideas it was born with have helped to shape the entire world as it is today. And although this is obviously not anywhere close to perfect either, you can certainly make the argument that most people are a lot more free now than in the times of kings and peasants. The United States holds the responsibility of all of that, and it also holds the responsibility of every other society that has followed suit since then. The entire world watches the United States. We watch their culture, we watch their politics, we pay attention to their issues, and we watch them for a reason. It's not just because they have Hollywood, it's not just because they're the greatest superpower, it's because we all want this experiment to continue to be successful. I want it to be successful, because we don't want to have to replace it with something new, and we definitely don't want to replace it with something old. That being said, looking at everything that's going on today, it's looking a lot more like this experiment is headed for a dead end. Hopefully this is something that can be avoided, and I'm hoping in some way this podcast can also examine some of the causes of the overall situation. So that is my general reasoning for my interest in American politics. Canadian politics affects me on a very direct level, but what happens in the United States affects us all on a much deeper level, in my opinion. Okay, I should probably go over what my general political biases are, just so that you guys know what you're getting into. You should know that you're going to be given information with a certain color to it because, let's be honest, you're going to get that wherever you go. Full disclosure, you're going to get it from me. Again, I'm going to try to make a clear distinction between when I'm giving you my opinion versus the facts. So, my political bias. I wouldn't consider myself right-wing. I wouldn't consider myself left-wing. If I were to put myself somewhere on that line, it'd be straight down the middle in my personal opinion. I have a lot of very progressive ideas. I am certainly not a traditional or conservative type of person. I believe in social safety nets and relief programs, of course, to an extent, which are things that characterize the left. That being said, I also believe in small government, and I'm also a free market guy, which are characteristics of the right. At the end of the day, I think you guys will probably put me in whatever camp you feel like, and I think it's probably better that way anyway. But if you're really going to make me slap a label on myself, I'd maybe call myself a mild libertarian. There's probably a politically scientific name for that, but my basic core belief is that the government is generally inadequate at pretty much whatever they do. So whatever we can delegate to the private sector, we should. That does not mean everything. I do think that the free market has its limits. But whatever responsibilities we feasibly can take on ourselves via businesses or private enterprise, I think we should. That's my basic outlook on government. I think that that's just the nature of any organization that has no competition. This is sort of a law of the universe. Things that lack competition always tend to underperform. And things with competition will usually turn out better, more efficient, and more flexible. The other thing I build my political beliefs on is the idea that, generally speaking, the nature of all things is to grow. I think if there ever was a universal meaning to life, in a sense that it's applicable everywhere, to everyone, or to everything, the meaning of life is to grow. It's what most things are born or created to do. It's the foundation of biology. It's the foundation of business. 
It's at the core of societal structures and personal relationships. I think things tend to or want to grow, and I think that the same thing goes for government. It's no different in that respect. And I know that politics doesn't boil down to just views on government, but I think it's a huge part of it, at least for me. History shows us what happens when governments get too big. They either get too powerful, and they're no longer accountable to its people, and makes life very terrible for those people, or it crumbles under its own weight and leaves a giant vacuum, leaving chaos for everybody, and making way for something even worse to take its place. It's definitely a cliché at this point, but when growth goes unchecked, it turns cancerous. It takes up too many resources, and it destroys everything. Even if, unlike me, you're for big government, maybe you look at capitalism the same way. You see economies and civilizations growing so fast that they poison and pollute the earth, and if it isn't checked, bad things happen. We can all agree that unlimited growth probably isn't sustainable anywhere. To put this growth problem in a more political context, a lot of politics can be boiled down to freedom versus security, right? There's a limited amount of both, and as you accumulate one, you lose some of the other. They're mutually exclusive. If you want more freedom, you take on more risk and responsibility. But if you give those responsibilities to the government in exchange for security, you give that government more growth, more power, and you lose more freedom. My opinion is not that freedom is more important than security. I think they're both very important. But I think you need to be very careful with security because it's very hard to get freedom back after you give it up. It's that famous saying, you can vote your way into communism, but you'll have to shoot your way out of it. That may be true in a literal and historical sense, but I think metaphorically it holds up as well. It's really easy to demand comfort and give up freedom when over the generations you forget what that freedom is really worth. So that right there is my basic political bias. Most of my political beliefs branch out from those two ideas. Government has no competition, and is inefficient in most areas, and also that government, like most organisms, will do whatever it takes to achieve growth. I believe government is necessary, and oftentimes even beneficial, but I do personally believe that the concentration of power is at the root of a lot of problems America faces today. And that's what I think this podcast can be, if all goes well. I'm hoping it can be a way to get back those little crumbs of power that we give up whenever we're lied to, or led to believe selected narratives. I think access to knowledge and information is a great thing if you want to empower yourself. So if you disagree with a lot of my ideas, I think that's great. I hope you can still get something out of this podcast. If you can't, follow me on Twitter and let's talk about it. Maybe you can change my mind, or at the very least, we can have a conversation. The handle is at Ryan Polygraph. Okay, I think that's it for me. If you're still listening, thank you so much, and I'll see you for episode one.